It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash EMC. Napa know-how. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards, and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine. It's great to have you in on a Friday, rainy, dreary here in Cincinnati. Kind of chilly, damn it. It's, it's September 1st, Labor Day weekend. I have to wear a damn hoodie. I'm fired up today. A lot to talk about, a lot to discuss on Twitter, at James Erpine, at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe on iTunes, audioboom.com. And the iHeartRadio app, we have some John Ross information, breaking news on John Ross that came down about an hour ago. It's around 1 o'clock, 1 in the afternoon here in Cincinnati as I record this. So I, I will get to that in a second. I'm also going to get into the kicking battle because it's funny. Yesterday, I had to watch all the way till the end. And you know, I know like we can act like the, the fourth preseason game, there was so much intrigue, but yesterday there actually was... Because the kicking battle went to the final play. So you couldn't turn the TV off. You had to watch it. You had to listen to the radio. You had to stay tuned in to see what happened. And I have some opinions and who I would go with in the kicking battle. That in just one second. But first, I got to tell you about my friends at SeedGeek. Because buying tickets to sporting events, concerts, live events... It can be complicated, but SeatGeek is the better, simpler way to do it. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can find seats. I, I got asked by my cousin a couple weeks ago. We're going to the, he lives in Jacksonville. We're going to the Jacksonville Cincinnati game November 5th. He's like, hey, man, you want to get tickets now? No, no. I mean, we can. We'll use the SeatGeek app. I'm going to wait. We'll get down there, get the SeatGeek app, and. If you haven't used it yet, you're going to get $20 off. And it's going to save you time and money because multiple ticket sites, it looks at them. You don't have to search the internet. A bunch of sites go to this site and that site and that. SeatGeek does it for you. Every purchase is fully guaranteed. And I mentioned the 20 bucks you're going to save. The reason why is because you listen to Locked on Bengals. My listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LONFL. That's promo code L-O-N-F-L for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. And with that, the kicker I want to see kicking field goals in Jacksonville on November 5th when I buy tickets to see the Jags, Bengals, pretty simple. I want to see Jake Elliott. I want to see Jake Elliott as the Bengals kicker. Jake Elliott should be the Bengals kicker for a variety of reasons. And before... 
you come at me with numbers, and I've heard them all. If you listen to the Bengals radio broadcast yesterday on ESPN 1530, you heard Dave Lapham say, going into the game, Randy Bullock had made 16% more, 16 percentage points higher practice and preseason than Jake Elliott. If you follow the beat writers, you'd say, oh, well, they say that Randy Bullock's well far, he's much farther ahead of Jake Elliott entering game four. Okay. Here's what I know. The Bengals had Randy Bullock entering the draft. The Bengals had Randy Bullock and still decided Bullock isn't good enough. We want Jake Elliott. Here's also what I know. The last two times Randy Bullock had game-winning kicks or a chance for game-winning kicks, he missed them. Both makeable, both reasonable. Yesterday was straight away in a controlled environment. Right down the middle. Just kick it straight. He didn't do it. Yeah, you can say, well, Jake Elliott missed a 46-yarder with under six minutes to go in the fourth quarter. You're right. But he had made the one prior to that and the false start pushed him back. Jake Elliott, they had enough confidence in him to put him out there for a 60-yard field goal, which is on my Twitter, at James Erpine, with three seconds to go. It's exactly why I had to watch the final 10 seconds, final drive there. And I must say, one, I applaud Marvin Lewis for giving Elliott the opportunity. And two... My boy Joe Goodberry tweeted it. I think we all felt it, those who were watching the game. That was probably the most impressive miss field goal, missed field goal we've ever seen. It's about as impressive as it can get. It, it, it was like, wow. They put him out there, and he almost drilled a 60-yarder with the game on the line. I would go with Jake Elliott. I know what the numbers say. Randy Bullock, 6 of 7 in the preseason. Jake Elliott with the miss from 60 yards, drops to 4 of 7 in the preseason. I know what the numbers say, but my heart, my gut, just the way I'm leaning, I just have an inkling that I, if it was me, would pick Jake Elliott. Will the Bengals? I'm not sure. I won't rip them if they go with Randy Bullock. The numbers say they should go with Randy Bullock. But in my mind, Jake Elliott is the guy. Jake Elliott is the one that you picked. He's the one that you decided not only that you wanted now during the draft, you, you picked him. It, it would be like if the Bengals only had one quarterback and they picked a quarterback. They could only keep one, and they picked a quarterback in the draft with a premium pick. Well, you're going to keep him, right? You clearly didn't like Andy enough, so you picked, an, uh, you picked a player at his position knowing you can only keep one. To me, Jake Elliott's the guy. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Great to have you in on a Friday. I just wanted to start with that, and now we're going to get into some John Ross stuff because John Ross left the game with an injury yesterday, and John Ross is a guy that, to me, with the injury history, it's concerning, and I'm going to read some of your tweets in just a second, but first, a word from my bookie, and you know, ever since I started this podcast, I get asked about a ton of stuff, whether it's draft advice, who you, who's betting this week, who you betting, are, are the Bengals going to win, simple stuff. You got Patriots, Steelers, Bengals, Lions, 
let me tell you this. When you're betting, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. So that's why I always tell people to go to mybookie.ag. MyBookie has been in this business for years, and the rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses. So off the bat, money for doing nothing. And they have the fastest payouts. Just two business days. You know who's going to win, right? Lay down some cash. Win big today. I'm not going to tell you to go there if I hadn't used it. I've been to mybookie.ag. It's super easy. I've used other sites too. This one is the best one. It's the most convenient. You win. They pay. They have in-game live betting. The most rewarding player perks in the business and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze, which is huge for me. I love it. Just use my iPhone. Obviously, it works on Android as well. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit with up to a hundred percent bonus. Use promo code L O Bengals, locked on Bengals L O Bengals to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid with promo code L O Bengals. Mybookie.ag today. And speaking of bets, I bet on John Ross. I was adamant from hell the end of last year that the Bengals should seriously consider a wide receiver in round one. Because they needed that elite talent, that, that speedster, that wide receiver opposite A.J. Green that they missed last year, and I thought it cost them games. Well, John Ross goes down yesterday after a 25-yard run with a sprained knee. Jeff Hobson, Bengals.com, reporting that that is going to sideline him for a couple weeks. He's going to stay off IR. All that stuff will make the 53-man roster, which is a good sign that he'll return sooner rather than later. Ross did have an MRI, but it's concerning, right? It, in I'm not going to be the first one to say, oh, well, John Ross, what, what's going to happen now? He's a bust. And I've seen that today. And everybody's entitled to their own opinion. And I'm never going to say that, you know, that you're right or wrong. But I'm going to give you some context. Carl Lawson. Oh, we were raving about Carl Lawson. Woo! Pass rusher. Choo-choo. We're on the Lawson train, as you should be. But did anyone call him injury prone when he separated his shoulder in his first preseason action? Did anyone go, oh my God, he's the future of the pass rush and now he's got an injury? (laughs) No. And it did cause him to miss preseason week two. See, because here's the thing. And you're going to rip me for it. And there is reasons for concern and I'll tell you why in a second. But injuries happen in football. And I know John Ross has had a torn ACL and he's had meniscus issues and he was recovering from offseason shoulder surgery. But the most lazy take in the world is he's a short, small wide receiver who's injury prone and won't survive in the NFL. Because why? He injured himself running? You know who else did that? Julian Edelman in a preseason game. You know who else did that on a hit? Cameron Meredith in a preseason game. In fact, it happens all the time. So while, yeah, the history is concerning, we didn't freak out when Carl Lawson got injured. I'm reading something here, and it's just a real simple summary. When the Bengals drafted Carl Lawson, Lawson turned pro as a redshirt junior after missing 20 starts due to injury. Lawson rebounded from an injury-plagued start to his career turn. First-team All-SEC honors. 
It's believed Lawson slipped much farther than expected due to concerns about his shoulders. Carl Lawson, shoulder issues. I'm reading this from April 29th. Carl Lawson separates his shoulder in his first NFL game, and no one mentions anything. And yes, he's a fourth-round pick, but he's very damn important because the Bengals needed a pass rusher. He, He might even be more important than John Ross in some aspects. At least this season. But no one, no one was like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Because injuries happen. They do. And while it's unfortunate, while it sets the Bengals back some, John Ross with a knee sprain, it's concerning because of his injury history. Because the moment we just finally get a taste to see what could happen in a 25-yard run and a six-yard catch, tap, tap on the sidelines, John Ross is out just like that. Am I panicking? No. Is there cause for concern? Yes, because the past week has sucked for the Bengals. Nothing good has happened for the Bengals this past week. I, I'm dead serious. What, is, what good has come out of this last week for the Bengals? Vontez Burfick suspended from five games to three. That's the only positive thing, I guess, but still suspended for three games. Jeff Driscoll injured, minor di- issue. That actually might help them because now they have an extra roster spot. And could bring him back later. After that, John Ross, slight injury. And the Bengals kicking battle just got a hell of a lot more interesting and not in a good way because they both missed kicks. The Steelers have gotten better by signing a a corner that boosts their secondary. And I know you guys have been giving me all the, the stats in the world saying that, you know, oh my goodness, Joe Hayden isn't gonna help. He's going to help. Their their secondary was awful in Pittsburgh. Ask any Pittsburgh beat writer, radio host, anyone. Anyone. My guy Randy Slack used to work here in Cincinnati, works up there. He was like, man, their secondary after Artie Burns was awful, that cornerback room. So they get some depth there. They add a tight end that they traded for. Get some depth at tight end. They didn't like their tight ends. So the Steelers get better. The Bengals suffer an injury to John Ross, which does hurt. The Bengals' top defensive players out for three games. It's been a bad week for the Bengals. It, it has. It's been a bad week for the Bengals. And the reason why it's so concerning, the John Ross thing, is concerning. I'm not saying he's a bust. I'm not, and I'm going to read some of your tweets, which some are hilarious, some are normal-minded, and some are, you know. And that's fine. That's part of being a fan. You could freak out in the moment. That's it's totally, I get it. But the reason it's concerning is because John Ross's impact was going to be had whether he had a bunch of receptions or not. Just putting out speed out there on the field like that has to be accounted for, has to be looked at. And if it's not, if you put single coverage on him with a third or fourth corner, well, Ross is going to beat those guys. And instead now, you you don't have that. And it could be his week one could be in doubt against the Ravens. His week two could be in doubt. A week three matchup against Green Bay when you better believe they're going to have to score a lot of points at Lambeau. You'd love to have a guy like John Ross. And I've raved all offseason, and I'd be a hypocrite to say, oh, it's not a big deal, when I've said how much of an impact he's going to have just by stretching the defense and stretching the field and opening things up for the running game and making it easier on Andy Dalton because he gets open so quick. All of that matters. So hell yes, it's a loss. Hell yes, it's concerning. And you wonder now, can John Ross, is there enough time for him to get in sync with Andy Dalton to have a, a decent rookie year, to have an impact this year? 
Yes, the initial reports say a few weeks. Does it take a couple more weeks longer than that? Does he come back sooner? Does he come back later? I don't know. So all of those unknowns, all of those question marks that seem to be answered when you drafted a John Ross and a Josh Malone, the speed threats on the outside, well, now there's a question mark. Now there's a gap. Now there's wonder. Will he have an impact this year? And if he does, will it be enough to get this team over the hump? I'm not going to call John Ross a bust because that's silly. Players get injured all the time. It is concerning. It is a little concerning for his long-term health, sure. But more so it's concerning for this season. Because just having a guy like John Ross on the field makes it easier on Andy Dalton, makes it easier on Joe Mixon and A.J. Green and Tyler Eifert and Tyler Boyd. It just does. Not having him out there, it's business as usual for the Bengals. They're not going to say it's awful. They're not going to say they can't overcome it. But it hurts. It hurts because you don't get to see the impact he was going to have. And I'm a believer in that he was going to have a, a pretty big impact. And now he's not going to have that. At least not right away. So to me, that, that's my concern. That's my worry. Now, here on Locked On Bengals, iTunes, Audioboom.com, the iHeartRadio app, on Twitter, at Locked On Bengals, at James Erpine. Let's get to some of your tweets. Jeremy Harrell says it's frustrating, but they have depth at wide receiver in the short term. He's a game changer, though, so they need him healthy. I agree with that. I, I do think he would have an impact week one, though, because the Bengals haven't had a guy that could do what he does. So missing him, even in the short term, impacts it, even if he wasn't going to get a ton of snaps. But I do see your point. They can survive without him. Martin says it's frustrating for everyone. He's a real talent. All I want to see is the whole offense together, and I'd be – and I'll be gutted if we don't. Yeah, no, I, I agree. You want to see them together, and the potential's there to be great, man. This offense, I, I think the potential's there. I even think with that offensive line the way it is, they can still have huge numbers, but you want a guy like John Ross available, healthy, so you can do all the stuff with him that you plan to. Matt Stocks has not worried at all. One, just the sprain and injuries happen. Okay. Two, we have better doctors than the Saints. Three, we have depth at the position. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm not brushing this off. I'm not. I, I can't brush it off. I'm a big John Ross guy, and, and I don't blame him for getting injured or anything silly like that, dude. I, I could twist my ankle playing basketball at the gym today. Like that injury, that shit happens. It does. Injuries happen, and that doesn't make you injury prone. It just it happens. It's a part of sports. Vontez Perfect comes out virtually every game with like a neck issue. All right? Like it happens. But I get being concerned. I also get being concerned because the, the offense takes a hit. His impact was going to be felt week one, and now it, it's potentially not going to if he's not out there. Uh, let's see here. I got, a, I got a couple more here. Brandon says it's more frustrating than worrisome. Also calls him fragile. Bengals Kev in the U.K., by the way, says he's more concerned about him being fragile like Afrit in the long term. I just think it might be bad luck, man. But you're right. You're, the stigma's there because of where he was picked. First round, right? Ninth pick. No one freaked out when Carl Lawson, who's known for shoulder injury issues, had a wow camp, huge camp, and then suffered a shoulder injury his first game. That's just a part of where he was drafted. Oh, man. See, these are the ones I hate. 
Nocturnal Natty, 43, says, Was injury-prone in college? Small wide receivers won't last. Another bad draft selection among the many from the Brown family. <laughs> Another bad selection. Here's the thing, and I'm, I'm going to put my foot down with this right here on Locked on Bengals on a Friday, no, uh, November, September 1st. If John Ross never has the impact, ever, never, ever, ever has the impact I thought he was going to have, I won't say he was a bad pick. But James, what are you talking about? You mean if he if he just keeps getting injured and never pans out, you're going to say he was a good pick? No. I think he was the right pick at the right time at the draft that they made. Like, like, you, because the draft is about picking guys – where they're slotted based around the other town. Like some quarterbacks go, for example, a quarterback this coming year, like Deshaun Kaiser, went in the second round this past year. He's probably a third or fourth rounder this next year with all these quarterbacks coming out. John Ross was just as good, if not better, than Corey Coleman coming out. And I would say he was better. The injury issues made you a little concerned. But Corey Coleman, remember him from Baylor a couple years ago? I loved him. The Bengals loved him. They would have picked him. The Browns got him at 15th overall. By the way, he got injured his rookie year. Another guy they liked coming out, TCU, a a guy a lot of people liked, Josh Doxson, injured as a rookie, missed the year, or the majority of it. Like, that happens. It does. Injuries happen. So, especially... When you're moving from one level to another, the transition time to get your body up to speed, to get all that stuff together, it's going to happen. But to say John Ross is a bust, I'm not going to because the way the talent, the way the draft was, it was silly to draft a a Derek Barnett when you can get guys like Jordan Willis, when you could get players like Carl Lawson in rounds three and four. To me, it was silly to draft an O.J. Howard when that dude wasn't going to play ahead of Tyler Eifert. John Ross is a guy who complements A.J. Green perfectly, who was better in the red zone than an O.J. Howard. And by the way, the game-changing running back, let's say Fournette was there at 9. I still would have taken John Ross because you got the game-changing running back at 48 and Joe Mixon. So even if he doesn't pan out, I'll always understand why the Bengals did it and defend it because at that moment, the pick made a hell of a lot of sense. So this, oh, another bad pick? Not only is it stupid and inaccurate, maybe I'm being trolled by Nocturnalist 43. But if he's serious, and if you feel that way, I'm sorry. Now, Hooday FTW, Hooday for the win, I like that, says, pretty upset they played him at all. I get that. I understand that. I get that, but I also think he needed some reps because he missed the first two preseason games. And I know Andy wasn't out there and AJ wasn't out there and Mixon wasn't out there. They probably wanted to get him some reps. He, he was probably done after that series. I mean, I bet you they were going to give him two series with AJ McCarron, get him out and give Driscoll the whole game. I, I bet that was the plan going in. Let's see here. Uh, K.A. Palm 728 says he wasn't going to play much in the first couple of games anyway. Uh, I, I kind of agree with that. It's not high on the worry list. Frustrated that it put some more behind. I, I agree with the last point. I think... He might not have played, you know, 80% of the snaps the first couple games. I think his impact would have been felt early on, and uh, that certainly sets him back. And you you just wonder how long. Is it one game? Is it two? And and the thing is, this is noteworthy here. 
So the Bengals play Sunday, a week from this Sunday, so September 10th, and then four days later. So if he's close to going on September 10th, they might just wait and put him in in that second game against Houston. And if he's close against Houston, I don't think they rush him out there. I think they wait and, and push it back to week three, play it safe to bring him back against Green Bay. That's just my two cents, completely speculating. I'll have more on the John Ross injury next week uh, as we continue. By the way, I'm hosting on ESPN 1530 Labor Day. So if you're in your car, three to six, tune in to, uh, to me because there's going to be a ton of Bengals stuff. I'm going to go probably wall-to-wall Bengals. So make sure you tune in to that. I'm on Twitter at James Erpine, at Locked on Bengals. Make sure you download the SeatGeek app. Use promo code LONFL for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. And go right now. Do this. MyBookie.ag, promo code LOBengals. And MyBookie is going to match your 100% bonus. It's going to match your deposit with 100% bonus, whatever you deposit. So do that. Promo code LOBengals, mybookie.ag. You can bet from your phone. I'm James Erpine. Have a great weekend. It's been a lot of fun. Hopefully, you're free this weekend. I got I got work. It's a good problem to have. Calling the Cincinnati Christian game here in Cincinnati tomorrow for TV, radio on 700 WLW Sunday, ESPN 1530 Monday. And I'll be back with the Locked on Bengals podcast either Monday, Tuesday, one of those days. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Until next week, I'm James Erpine. By the way, Joe Goodberry joins me. That's right. He'll join me next week. I'm James Erpine. Thank you for listening to the Locked on Bengals podcast. Did you watch the 2020 Reds with higher expectations than a first-round wild card exit of epic proportions? Did you think that the Reds hitting would come around with the signings that they made last offseason. Are you wondering who is asking you all of these questions? Hi, my name is Jeff Carr, and I host the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Throughout the offseason, I'm going to take a look at these Reds, how they fix what didn't work in 2020, and how they continue their success in 2021. But wait, there's more. I'll also have interesting interviews with players, writers, and everyone in between talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Come join me on the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day.